Welcome to the All People's Church podcast. We believe in loving God, strengthening families, and developing leaders. We are so excited for you to hear this life-changing message recorded live at one of our worship experiences. Remember to share and subscribe to this podcast and enjoy the message. And so I wanna welcome you to our 10 o'clock service. If you're watching us online, thank you so much for joining us, for tuning in. I hope you're blessed. Hope you're encouraged. Uh, This morning, I wanna take a couple moments to talk to you from this topic. The topic is uh, the rumor of his presence. The rumor of his presence. Did you hear the secret? Did you hear the secret? Uh, I think we're not very different from the mayor of uh, Snowflake County. I don't think we're that much different. Caleb did such an incredible job. I don't think we're that much different. I think we like the bigness of Christmas. I think sometimes if it's not big, it doesn't feel like Christmas. I think, uh, as Pastor mentioned, if Mariah Carey isn't playing or Michael Buble isn't playing, it doesn't quite feel like Christmas. Have you noticed you use this language? Wow, I'm not in the Christmas spirit yet, or I already am in the Christmas spirit. And what are you really indicating with whether Christmas uh, decorations have gone up in your living room or Christmas music has started playing in your car? That's really what you're talking about, isn't it? The reality is that has nothing to do with Christmas. The reality is we can get so busy, like the mayor of Snowflake County, in the peripherals, that the reality of God's presence being with us becomes nothing more than a rumor. It doesn't become a reality to be experienced, it becomes a rumor we've only heard of. And so we experience Christmas through different means, Hallmark movies. No matter how cheesy they are, you gotta watch at least one. You know what I'm saying? You gotta watch at least one. It doesn't matter how cheesy it is. And so, because we've lost the reality of God's presence, it's become a rumor. We try to experience Christmas through other means. And I'd like to tell you that God is with us. That the rumor of his presence is in fact true. And he is inviting us once again this season to experience the reality of who he is. I want to turn our attention to the shepherds to whom angels appeared before. Luke chapter 2, would you stand to your feet for the honor of God's word this morning? Liam, you're doing so good. Thank you, bro. Here's what the Bible says, Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to verse 12. It says this, in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And notice, with the angels came the glory of the Lord. It shone around them, and they were filled with great fear, great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. He is Christ the Lord. He's still Savior today, church. 
And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And we know, of course, he was in a manger because there was no room for him in the end. Let's pray. God, thank you for these minutes and moments that we can share. Thank you, Lord, that you are here. Your presence is amongst us. Heaven has come down. Open our eyes to the reality of that. Saturate our imaginations with that thought that you have invaded our space and have taken over with great joy, with great joy. Bless our ears, our eyes, our hearts, and our minds to receive this good news and to receive you for who you are. We thank you for it. And we thank you that I get to preach in front of this incredible backdrop. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. If you haven't said good morning to anyone, say good morning to somebody. Welcome them around you. If you're new with us, we thank you so much for being with us. Please connect with myself or one of our pastors here after service. We'd love meeting new, new people. Amen, amen, amen. How many know that the story of Christmas is about God becoming man? He comes in the form of a baby. God humbles himself and shows up in the lowly form of an infant. He subjected himself to humanity. Think about the vulnerability of a child. That's what God subjected himself to. Now, even though God became like us, the reality is God is not like us. The Christmas story is about God becoming like us, but he's not really like us. He is holy. He is perfect. He is sinless. He is our creator. We are his creation. So even though he became like us, he is not like us. And the Christmas story, how many know, doesn't actually begin at the nativity scene. The Christmas story doesn't begin in the manger, the Christmas story begins with God. What makes the Christmas story so full of surprise, what makes it so full of awe and so full of wonder, and might I say what makes it even so shocking, is not that there is a virgin birth. How many know that's a miracle? But that's not the thing that makes it a surprise. That's not the thing that makes it full of awe and wonder. That's not the thing that makes it shocking. What makes it so shocking is that God came in the form of a baby. God came in the form of a baby. So he became like us, but he is not like us. He is perfect and he is oh holy. And I'd like to borrow words from Isaiah 57 to help illustrate this. Isaiah 57, 15 says this, for thus says the one who is, notice, high and lifted up. Where is he? He's high and lifted up who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. He says this, I dwell in the high and holy place. Oh, this is our God, church. This is our God. Our God is the one who dwells in the high and holy place. And so Isaiah tells us that the same God who is high and lifted up, the same God who inhabits eternity is the child that is born that the shepherds hear about. That's who is born. Now notice what he says. He says he inhabits eternity. How many know eternity is a long time? 
He inhabits eternity. Have you ever been somewhere, you ever gone to an event where somebody has saved you a seat? Doesn't that make you feel incredibly special? You'll come right, right this way, we saved you a seat. Or even if you make your own restaurant reservations, you made that reservation. But there's just something special about, yeah, hi, it's under Moses, you can find that. Yes, right this way, sir. We, and it just makes you incredibly, it makes you feel so special. Maybe some of you even have a special seat at home that no one else is allowed to sit in, only you're allowed to sit in, you go, that's my seat. Isaiah tells us that God looks at all of eternity and says, that's my seat. I inhabit eternity, that's my seat. See, you and I, even though we feel so wise sometimes and and we're aging, and and this is my first sermon when I'm 30 years old. This is my first 30-year-old sermon. Can you believe that? I already have some back pain. (laughs) I don't know what to do with myself. See, see, you and I, you and I, we feel like we've been around for a while. Some of you who are older, you're so wise, 70, 80 years, 90. God has blessed you by his grace. And the reality is, you and I, we're, we're new. God has been around before time began. God has been around. He is the ancient of days. He inhabits eternity. And so when, we, when we're talking about the Christmas story, we're talking about this mighty big God who takes over all of eternity since the beginning of the time all the way till its end. How many know that God was here before you and I showed up? God will outlast us, church. We're talking about this God coming down and entering his creation in the lowly form of a baby. He is high and lifted up. He inhabits eternity. But that's not where Isaiah stops. So we can stop right there and we can look at, wow, God is huge, God is mighty, God is big, but that's where the Christmas story starts. But how many know that's not where the Christmas story ends? The second half of that verse is this. So God inhabits all of eternity. Now watch this. And also he is with him who is of a contrite and lowly spirit. Contrite and lowly means repentant and humble. God is also with him who is of a repentant and humble spirit. Now, what is God doing? He wants to revive the spirit of the lowly, and he wants to revive the heart of the contrite. How many know that we need God to revive our hearts? We need God to meet us. And, and so he's looking for a repentant and humble spirit. I want you to think about how, how, how beautiful this is. God inhabits his throne, inhabits eternity, but he says, if I find someone with a repentant heart and a humble spirit, I will come down. Come on. And the reality is, repentance and humility requires being honest with where you're at. Amen. Hello? Yeah. How many know it's very easy to fool people around us? especially during this Christmas season, it's very easy to put on a smile, to tell everybody we're good. Statistics actually tell us that Christmas is one of the most loneliest seasons for people. You never know that because we're so good at pretending. We're so good at not revealing where we actually are, but repentance requires admitting where you are. Remember Adam and Eve sinned, they fall short, they, they disobey God, and they're hiding, they realize they're naked, and they're full of shame and guilt, and they're sin, and they're hiding, and up comes God, he's, he's ready for his morning walk. With Adam and Eve, he's ready to do the 10,000 daily steps with Adam and Eve, they've got their Fitbits ready, they're ready to go. 
my mom, I bought my mom a Fitbit a couple of years ago, and can you believe that I've had, a, I've had a Fitbit longer than my mom, but every day she manages to get at least 10,000 steps. She's so proud of her, I'm like, I'm throwing my Fitbit out, like, you've discouraged me. God comes out and his words are, hey Adam, where are you? You remember that? Now, what if I told you that God didn't ask that question because he wanted to know where Adam was? What if he asked that question so that Adam would realize where he was? Hey Adam, where are you? See, God wasn't trying to locate Adam. God was trying to get Adam to locate himself. Adam, can you see where you are? Can you see the state you're in without my presence? See, what this means for us is that we have to be honest and humble enough to admit where we are and how we are. Can I say it this way? God does not meet you where you're not. Did you hear what I said? God does not meet you where you're not. God meets you where you are. Now here's the incredible beauty of that. It means that God is actually moving toward us. See, what do you do when you're full of shame and guilt? What's the direction you expect God to head? Toward you or away from you? Because Adam and Eve expected God to move away from them, and so they outwardly manifested his response. They projected onto themselves what they expected him to do, and that is to go in hiding. But God moves towards them. He finds us where we're at. Watch this, not where we're hoping to be found. You ever notice that in your most vulnerable moments, you think thoughts like, man, I hope nobody walks in here right now. I hope no one catches me like this. Maybe you ever, have you ever left your home to to just like step out because you ran out of milk or eggs or something and, and you're not really dressed appropriately. Ladies, you don't have makeup, your hair's not done. And what are you thinking to yourself? I really hope no one I know sees me. Because we don't want to be caught in our vulnerable moments. We, when we are at our best, that's when we want everyone to see us. That's why you don't post pictures of yourself the first thing when you wake up. Right? Because you want people to see us. We want people to see us when we're at our best. So God finds us where we are right now. He finds us in our vulnerability. He finds us in the places no one else, we want no one else to see. Now watch this. God finds us not only because we are in need of him. God finds us so that we don't keep living without him. God doesn't find us to condemn us. God finds us to partner with us. That's the beauty of God, that when he moves toward your direction, he's finding you so that you don't continue to do life without him. Because one of the consequences of sin is not just isolation from God. One of the consequences from sin is the feeling that we need to do life without God. That we have to remain isolated from God. It's like when we fixate on the first half of Isaiah's verse that God is high, he's lifted up, he's holy, there's no one like him. And we don't get to the second part, which says, and God is also with the lowly. God is also with 
the lowly. And if we're not careful, what ends up happening is we move into the spiritual autonomy and self-sufficiency where we think we can do life without God. See, when you don't know God is with you, you actually begin to live like it. You make decisions that reflect that. You think thoughts that reflect that because you believe that God is not with you. But God moved towards them. How many know that is good news? What if I told you that God is actually moving in the direction you most need him? The places and spaces in your life you most need God are the exact places and spaces he's moving towards. For the Bible says where sin abounds, grace abounds all the much more. What does that mean? The places you need him the most are the places he's heading toward. That is good news, church. He's moving towards the direction you most need him. This is a beautiful thing because this tells us that God is not just interested in introducing himself to us, but he actually wants to introduce us to a life where we spend life with him. You know, the beauty of Christmas is that it invites us into a life with God. It invites us into a life with God. Not only that, it shows us that life with God is actually possible. Life with God is actually possible. Liam, you can, you can come on. You can come on up as I close. Life with God is actually possible. You know that every religion in the world, every religion in the world has a ladder that humanity needs to climb in order to get to God. Every religion in the world has a ladder that humanity needs to climb in order to get to God. Do you know the problem with our God? The problem with our God is that he is infinitely holy, which means that the ladder is infinitely high, which means no matter how hard you and, you and I try, we will never reach the top of the ladder in order to get to God. And so Christmas tells us that God recognizes that. And so rather than watching us fail at our attempts to get to him, he comes down the ladder in the form of a baby. And he grows to live a perfect and sinless life that you and I could never live and he dies the death of a criminal that you and I deserve so that we could be forgiven. And it doesn't stop there because he does not remain dead, he rises from the grave. Not only so that we could be forgiven but so that we could have fellowship because you can't have fellowship with a dead God. Too many people Worshiping idols and dead gods. You cannot have a fellowship with a dead God. And so he lives a perfect sinless life and dies a criminal's death so that you and I can be forgiven. But he is raised from the grave so that we would have fellowship, so that we could know him as our father. The rumor of his presence. Do you know that there was a day 
that knowing God like that, the way you and I know him today, there was a day that was just a rumor. It was just a rumor that the one who was called the ancient of days, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the one who came as a pillar of cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night, the one who split the Red Sea, the one who the ancestors of our faith prophesied would come through the lineage of David to establish an everlasting kingdom. And the prophets of old told us that he would give us a new heart and take out our heart of stone and in us he would put his very spirit and on our hearts he would write his law. And we would become his people and he would be our God. There was a day that was just a rumor where the prophecies and the promises of God were so long waited on that people no longer said, hey, watch what God is going to do. They said, I wonder if he might really do it. Will he send the one the prophesied Messiah who is to come and reveal to us the new covenant and for centuries God's promises and God's prophecies became rumors. And Christmas church is an invitation to see that the rumors were true. Christmas is an invitation to see that the rumors are true. That's what it would have meant for Israel. The birth of the Messiah was proof that the rumors were true, that the promises and the prophecies of God are coming to life. The one who inhabits all of eternity will now inhabit humanity. salvation you and I experience for our ancestors in the faith was a rumor you mean God is going to live in his people and the rumor the rumor became true let's do a loop back into the shepherds who are told of this great announcement by the angels hey I have great news of a savior who is going to be born in the city of David and you got to go find him. This is how you'll find him. He's going to be in a manger and and he's going to be wrapped in swaddling swaddling claws and so they hear him and, and the Bible tells us that they run. They leave there with great joy to go find Mary and Joseph and Jesus as a baby. And the Bible tells us in Luke 2, verse 20, that after leaving the place of the manger, they are glorifying and worshiping God because everything they heard was true. Watch this. They they are worshiping God because the rumors were true. That God who inhabits eternity has come to inhabit his people. That God really is amongst us. But his presence is here. 
and he is with his people, Emmanuel. They shall call him, for God is with us. And he has promised his presence to be with you forever. Till the end of the age, I will be with you. The rumors are true. God is with his people. Would you bow your head? Close your eyes. Don't let this season go by just as another season. This is not a story simply about gifts and decorations and the festivities. This is a story about the holy invading the unholy. Every head bowed and eyes closed. This is a story about the righteous invading the sinful. This is a story about God meeting you where you're at, moving toward the desperation of your soul and meeting you at the place of your greatest need. If you're in this place and you say, I would like maybe for the first time to step into relationship with God, to actually know the great holy God who has come down to inhabit his people. I want to experience his presence. I want the forgiveness only Jesus can offer. If that's you, just as every head is bowed and eyes closed, I'm going to invite you into a simple prayer. You and God have so much more to talk to, but this is where it starts. If that's you, Here's a simple prayer I want you to pray. You can even pray it under your breath, and that's this. Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. The rumors are true. Let your presence invade my reality. Jesus, I give you my life as every head is bowed and eyes closed, if you prayed that prayer, I just want an opportunity to pray for you. If you prayed that prayer, would you just raise up your hand? I want to pray for you very quickly. I see that hand. Thank you, ma'am. I see that hand. Thank you, sir. I see that hand. Just raise up your hand. This is a moment between you and God. I see that hand. Thank you, Father. God, I pray for these hands, and more importantly, I pray for these hearts. Lord, let their souls explode with joy because the rumors are true. Your presence is here. Fill them now with the good news of your son that their past, present, and future sins have all been taken care of because of what you have done on the cross and they can now have relationship with you. And so let this be their greatest season as they invite you into their lives. Lord, usher in with your spirit and do what only you can do. Transform them. God, I pray for the rest of us. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for invading our space and for doing what only you can do. 
In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can we praise God for those who gave their lives to Jesus? Hey, listen here, I want you to leave with great joy, with great expectations, because the rumors are true. He is with his people. God bless you. Have an incredible week.